With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm the Kofi Warrior Shaman. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one. Again, I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR, the show. We are a full litter box here, guys. We got the clump. What's up, clump? Hello, how are y'all doing tonight? Oh, he sounds so good like that. He always sounds so I'll maintain it. Yeah, maintain it. And with us, as always, the lovely Miss Amanda Jane. What's up, Miss Amanda Jane? Oh, having a blast. Oh, I'm lovely this week. Wow. It's been a really slow week. Not a lot to talk about. Nothing really happening. But happy to have my drinking buddies with me. It's been a crazy couple of couple of days too. We got to go through a bunch of stuff. I know yesterday, me and Kev broke down a bunch of stuff, uh, um, which we'll get into some of that still because I want to get your guys' take on some of the stuff we talked about yesterday. But we'll probably dig in a little bit deeper on some of the stuff that was breaking yesterday as we were on, and so not as much stuff was out there at the time. So with that, let's at least get the pleasantries out of the way from my drinking buddies. The ladies first, Miss Amanda Jane. What's in your glass? I've got regular Coke. And I will be having an adult popsicle with some popcorn later. Mm -hmm. I think this week we're going to try the strawberry one. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. We were looking at some of the popsicle margaritas recently, too. We're going to probably grab some. That was the cut water ones. I've been, that's the ones. I will say this. There's a whole, the tequila taste is very strong. (laughs) You know, you. Well, last week I had one and then I was just like, woo. Yeah, off the rails. So, yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. Clump, what are you drinking? What's in your glass? Uh, I got a Perrier. Ah, French, Fancy. Did you get that because of Giovanni Venci and his debut? A little... No, that's uh, Perrier's French. Um, Pellegrino's Italian and, dear God, no. I know what you're talking about. Don't do this to me. Did they cut it from Hulu, or was it in Hulu? I wish they cut it. <laughs> I can't wait. No, I watched the whole thing. It. I watched the whole thing on Peacock. I was. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love it. Could have gone shorter. You could have. They could. Yeah, it was one of the episodes you felt like, yeah, I could have shaved off a good third of this. Um, I'm having ocean vodka. I'm having a little single shot of it. It comes in a bottle that looks like a message in a bottle kind of a deal. Oh, I was introduced cool. to this, uh, and like, look, it looks like it's ocean water. It's out of Maui. It's organic. Uh, mm-hmm. Sports beard. 
was having it on the show once, and I thought that was amazing. So when I went up to visit him in Alaska, he got a fresh bottle for me, and I made sure that uh, we did not leave a drop in the house as a way to say thank you. Uh, and then I thought about bringing back the bottle because I was just so happy about the bottle. I thought there's no way it's like not available in Arizona. And so um, we went to the store, and I found the big bottle. also found a little bottle, and I thought, you know what? I'll start with the little bottle and go from there. There you go. But, uh, I don't know. It's really good. I just and I'm a, I'm a sucker for gimmicks. At the store they had it in. It was next to a vodka bottle that was an alien head. That was also tinted green. It was crazy. Nice. I will say Hawaii's got some really good alcohol out yes. there. Shout out to the Kalora Rum Company on uh, in Kauai. Yum. That's yeah, we stuff. have a Trader Vic's macadamia nut uh, liqueur over here from Hawaii yeah. as well. Um, I and we had a Kona, we had a Kona liqueur for a while from from White too, but mm -hmm. not now. Such a cool bottle. Yes. I'm gonna do stuff with That's it. That's cool. I want a bottle just to have the bottle. I know. I thought that first. Mm -hmm. I was like, even if it's bad, I just want the bottle. Uh, I'm also gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have it with a Dr Pepper Dark Berry Zero Sugar. Have you had the Dark Berry one yet, Clump? No, no. I did. I, I. I mean, in the name of weird sodas, I didn't know this, but Coke came out with a space flavored version of Coke. Yeah, Starlight. Yeah. I had that. Yeah, is it good? It, I don't know. I. I remember having it, and well, I also remember for one, I don't like Coke, and I don't like cola, and it was very cola flavored, but it had kind of a, almost like a big, big red kind of zing to it, if I remember correctly. And I remember thinking I was not likely going to buy it again, but if, if it was, but not because it's like bad but because i'm not a big soda drinker to begin with and it wasn't going to be the one that was going to do it oh yeah um yeah it was it was interesting i was glad i did it but yeah i wasn't like hey everyone's got to know about this mm -hmm. the i've had all the dr peppers now the cherries cream sodas vanillas all those all those mm -hmm. ones are so good because they pick an identifiably loud flavor you know this dark berry mm -hmm. one is so subtle it's basically like dr pepper with an aftertaste it's weird don't like Dr. Pepper. I like Dr. Pepper a lot, so I don't mind it. I don't I don't mind it at all, but I don't feel like a yeah. boom berry flavor when I hit it, so. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Reminds me of an ex-boyfriend. I love that. Yeah. Smells of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh well guys, I say we uh I say we dig in a little bit. There was a lot of news. What are you smoking there today, Clump? Uh, it's Warped Guardian of the Farm Special Edition. Mm. I had a local shop. I was like, oh, I'll try it. I, I, Warped's not too bad. Yeah? Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Nice. I bet. Right. It's very, really earthy. Mm. Maybe we should do birthdays before we get into all this serious talk. Yeah, let's do, yeah. Let's do nice things. Yeah, let's get into birthdays. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, let's do nice things. And the first person I was going to say is Rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. Or if you don't yeah. like him, um, yeah, good riddance. Uh, yeah. Well, depending on your opinion, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's well, a know, complex just... one. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, you can't deny his influence. And in I, I appreciate that at the very least, the character of the Ultimate Warrior has yes. been pushed in a very uh, motivational sense. The always believe, the fight like a warrior, like those things I've, I appreciate that they were able to do, not because the man Jim Helwig deserved that sort of legacy, but I felt like because the, the character the, did. 
the character did and the fans did. I feel like that was a service to the fans, so we couldn't, we didn't have to turn off the love for the character that we had growing up. We were able to just shift it into a focus on the character and split it almost directly from the man. And and I appreciate that because, like you said, controversial and either happy birthday or good riddance, depending on how you feel. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I appreciate what they've done with the character legacy, you know. Yeah, but I really wish that they renamed the award um, after Shad Gaspard. Because, I, under- I mean, really. I get the argument. Yeah. But I do think that that it's missing the point to change the name. You know what I I mean? And I also think that that there's a back and forth where it's like, oh, this person's winning the warrior award because they fight like a warrior and all that stuff. Not saying you couldn't get the point across with a Chad Gaspard award, and I agree with you that he deserves to be recognized and remembered forever. And I do think that it's a – when you're thinking about branding and stuff – if you have something called the Chad Gaspard Award, the kind of nice thing that would also be the complicated part is that you'd have to explain every year who Chad Gaspar is, mm-hmm. uh, who he was. Uh, and anytime the, a fan brought it up, they'd get the opportunity to talk about him, which I think could be a beneficial byproduct of renaming it too. But yeah. I, I'm just but, saying I understand the complicatedness of it. But Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's a hard one. I will say today is filled with a lot of birthdays. Happy birthday to the Sandman. That's been, that was mm. kind of cool seeing Sandman do some appearances at WrestleCon a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that was kind of that was really cool. Uh, along with we've got um, oh hold on hold on I just lost this. Um, one of my personal favorites, and I guess his birthday present was he lost the tag team championship. Happy birthday, Jungle Boy. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was that was rough. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I mean, personally, I'll, we'll get into it later. I have thoughts on that, but, you know, whatever. But um, happy birthday, Jungle Boy. Uh, mm. Brandon Cutler, our stooge. Happy birthday, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hope he rolls a 20 we- today. Yeah, Ho- hopefully get a win there. Tom Pritchard's having a birthday this week. Dr. Tom. Tom. Love Dr. Tom. Um, Lynn Garcia is having a birthday this week. Awesome. Um, one of, I think, one of independent wrestling's, like, women's secret gems. Um, such a trailblazer. Truly, Melissa. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. girlfriend. Um, gosh, we have so many. So many people I don't even know. Byron Saxton is having a birthday this week. Whoa. Nice, nice. Um, Bruiser Brody's having a, well, wait. Yeah. Bruiser Brody, let's celebrate that. Yeah. Um, one, I really want to say a, and I say this, I'll say it in the sweetest way I can. It's happy birthday, murder grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, That's cool. I really think that uh, Forbidden Door is really missing something from not having him there again. I mean, I thought. I thought they booked him for one this on this dynamite. Did I they, thought they, they stuck him in like a six man tag or some shit. I'll pull it up. I think they that was uh, Desperado from the from Suzuki Goon. All right, I'll look. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm also like, damn, you didn't bring fucking Kota Ibushi. But whatever. Hmm. Uh, Coco Beware. Have a birthday. I loved Coco Beware when I was a child. I don't know why. 
Yeah, it's Maybe Suzuki, it's... Jericho, and Sammy against Yuta, Umino, and Kingston. Oh, murder grandpa, murder grandpa. No, he's teaming yeah. with Jericho, so that sucks. But, yeah, you know, at least he'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like how Jericho was trying to impose himself on Tanahashi. I didn't like a lot of that. Go away. And Sammy Guevara, shame on you taking Fuego's outfit and using Fuego like that. Shame on you. Anywho, <laughs> does that make him uh, Fuego three? I think so. Yeah. That could be. We have to look on that one. I'll have to. I'll Fuego Trace that. actually probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who else is having a birthday? Hmm. Pac. That's cool. Pac. Happy Pac. birthday too. With the ears. Yep. Yeah, with the ears, and. Um, shout out to the Usos. Happy birthday. Which Wait. one is having a birthday? Both. What are the odds? Yeah, Jimmy and Jay. Aren't they? I thought they were twins. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> damn you, Marsh. That could be a catchphrase for the show we should use. God damn it, Marsh. God damn yeah. it, Marsh. Yeah, we just need to figure out a good design <laughs> what's well, awesome cheers to the ooze ooze oh. uh, let's see oh I'm going to throw this out here before we get into a lot of the news new stuff uh, it just happened about an hour ago uh, MLW crowned its inaugural women's world featherweight champion in a match for, with Holodad versus Taya Valkyrie the winner and your new champion Taya Valkyrie so, really cool. It's probably match going to, worth going back to watch. I'm be honest with you, the two oh, of them together I'm ser- sounds I'm great. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I love Tayo. And yep. I'm glad that she. Everyone thought she'd go kind of the obvious route and go mm-hmm. AEW, but no, I'm, I'm glad that she's doing other things. So. Yeah, she's kind of a crazy anomaly when you think about it. Like she's, everything she does out like on the indies and in every company has been so solid and so good. And it's like, she's built for WWE. She signs up, shows up in NXT and nothing she did clicked or worked. And it was all awkward. And it was just kind of tough to watch because you knew that this isn't what we knew. You know what I mean? I was kind of talking about it earlier today. I was talking about how impressed I was at Roxanne for coming off like such a natural, but also trying not to say, trying not to, uh, negate the the history that she's had in wrestling thus far right roh and row and stuff um but that doesn't always translate over and i I used taya valkyrie as an example you know like she just didn't work for whatever reason just didn't click well so i think taya was also protecting her brand Mm. so that's why you got frankie monet i mean because that's the only other reason why and it was just such an awkward you know thing because when you think of taya valkyrie you do not think of that character in that yeah. in that light you think of you know where loca and you know yeah so, the hard one yeah yeah it was tough but mm-hmm. yeah congratulations ty valkyrie mlw World women's champ um other new stuff we'll we'll get into the i want to hear you guys' thoughts on it real quick um because a lot came out already um the uh jeff hardy stuff you got uh three times the legal limit blood alcohol level was pulled over uh arrested 
he's been suspended indefinitely from AEW uh, without pay, they say, until he completes any kind of program. Um, they did officially announce he's been suspended? Yeah, I'll pull it up for you. I'll get you the verbiage. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think it's the, I mean, it's the, it's the move you need to do is mm-hmm. suspend him because unfortunately, and like a part of this that started out when he left WWE that was very frustrating to me was the amount of support for him leaving where people use the, um, this ill-informed logic that he was being forced into something and, you know, he knows what's best for himself and he's leaving and uh, he has always the autonomy to do what he wants to do. Yeah, It's not a doing what's best for yourself, but it's a place that cares. And I'll be honest, I feel like WWE has a bit of knowledge with substance abuse with their, with their people. And yeah. they're not throwing somebody into this lightly, you know? Yeah. And... That, that that should have been maybe the key takeaway here because we've seen other people who've had run-ins that haven't been forced to go to rehab or haven't had these conversations or haven't had uh, this this uh, situation around them. Um, mm-hmm. And him going to AEW, I mean, one, he goes there and it doesn't look good. He's not at the level. Um, it seemed odd, and for this to happen so rapidly after, mm-hmm. it's 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 upsetting. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, more so, like as we see these situa- the, these incidents with Jeff, and these have all, you know, the past three years have been really rough for him. Why the fuck doesn't he get an Uber? There's no excuse here. Yeah. It's tragic and it's crushing his legacy and it you know really puts a kicks the shit out of these arguments we were seeing for like well you know wwe's being too cautious and this and that and he's you know he knows what's going on no he the dude's got problems that he needs to unfortunately fix it he needs to hit bottom you know i saw one notable like someone with a really wide voice someone who's very very notable made the comment when jeff hardy left that if he had grounds to sue wwe for liable for slandering his name because he didn't fail a drug test when the results came back and they're so anti-wwe that that's what their thought is oh he should sue them for suggesting he needed rehab it's like fucking crazy and then that same person wants to take a fucking high horse on their show now being like it's just hard to feel sympathy it's embarrassment someone needs to stop him and it was this whole thing where it's all like i agree but you're getting there late because a lot of people and i've seen even people complain when people are taking this story and saying let's talk aew versus wwe and how that affects these things when you let your your like passion for a company or a hatred for a company determine when you will or won't it it voids the conversation because the conversation can be had. Was he showing signs then? And what was it like? Uh, was yeah. he showing signs at AEW or was WWE? Do they have a better wellness policy or do they have better eyes on it? That maybe something that AEW could adapt. Like you could have a positive conversation saying that both 
may have failed him in their own ways how do they both get better better at not right like maybe wwe didn't fail him by sending him on his way and maybe aew did what can aew learn and get better from but trying to pretend like aew is completely void of the entire conversation because of your fervent hatred for wwe but when they offered when wwe offered him rehab and saying that no the conversation is wwe fucked up like no you're not having the conversation either way and there is a conversation to be had here yeah uh Right before we get Amanda's takes, I know she's ready for it. I do want to read it to you, Clump, the statement that they put out, Tony Khan did, um, late in the day, honestly. But it says, uh, we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We've made it clear that Jeff, we've made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues, which he has indicated that he's open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay, and he can only return to EW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to Samsha's National Helpline. Leave the phone number, Tony Khan, President CEO. And the number is, for anyone listening, the number is 1-800-662-HELP, which is 4357. So 1-800-662-HELP for National Helpline. Um, I felt like I skipped over it, and that was probably unfair, so I wanted to say the number. (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Amanda, I'll let you go first because I got things to say right now. <laughs> um, I find it very interesting that Tony would put this statement out. Um, you know, this industry has a lot of people with a lot of demons and a lot of a lot of things that, you know, just just I don't know, cause what people do. And I really think uh, that at the end of the day. Um, it's, it's hard because when I look at everything and I see with Jeff and, you know, it's something that, you know, it's known that he has a problem. Um, and I'll take it back to even with Jimmy Havoc, he's known to have a problem, you know, Uh look at, look at Mox, he has, or had, I don't want to, you know, whatever has a problem. And, you know, I think that it's kind of, I'll I'll just use this term, it's kind of bullshit, I think, how Tony kind of handles some of this stuff. Um, Going back to the whole thing with Sammy Guevara, like, you made him take, you know, some stupid classes about whatever. Do you think he's learned? No, absolutely not. That was like a slap on the wrist. It almost seems like you want to help certain people but you don't want to help any anyone else. Like for example, Jake Atlas, sorry, going to go there. I mean, he, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I mean, he's having drinking problems, but also he has a lot of mental health issues, Uh you know? And it's like, this was a guy that was, was on the verge of, he was going to be a mega star for Tony Khan, Uh but you fucking fed him to one of these hurdy injury type of people with Adam Cole. And that broke, you know, I mean, I'm not speaking for Jake, but I'm just saying that would break my heart too. When your dream is taken away from you, when WWE released him and, you know, you didn't want to even do this again. And then you found the courage again to, you know what, this is what I love and I'm going to do. And this shit happens. Yeah. I don't, you know, know exactly with Jeff, what his, you know, what his thing is, but, you know, it's really kind of sad that I think that, feel like Tony just kind of picks and chooses who you know gets what 
You could um, definitely be more aware. The The conversation online had been for quite some time since Jeff got there that, you know, you need to be careful of it. And people were saying that he looked out of it here and there. Does, do we know that he's good? Like, the conversation well, was being had before this happened. Well, when he had the, they had the Bucks match, he couldn't yeah. remember, what, 50, over 50% of it? And uh, that should supposedly not, none of it. song right there. Oh, none of it? Oh, I thought it was yeah. 50%. But regardless, I mean, obviously there's some kind of you know there's some kind of injury and if it's driving him to drink because or whatever because you know it's that's his kind of narcotic of choice mm. you know to get rid of pain then you know yeah then you have to kind of look at you know what are those situations around it you know is it because like you know what he does is really really dangerous and if you're getting to a point where you can't remember parts of matches or the whole thing that's scary so you know i just kind of feel like you know yes he needs his help but it also is a shame on tony khan of obviously you know there were things going on with jeff and you can see but tony khan i think got greedy and was like oh i can sign you know i can bring the hardy boys back together la 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 you know, he wanted the big stunts for his video packages because that was the other thing yeah. is that he was booking Jeff every week and putting him in a ladder match every week. Yeah. And Even at the height rough. of the Hardy Boys, they didn't have a ladder match every week. No. No. They had a lot. I'm not going to say WWE did played no factor in the, the lifespan of Jeff Hardy and his, his dependency on, on chemicals. But in the later mm-hmm. years, the latter years, like he had two ladder spots the whole last run that he had. And one of those, there's a really good chance he landed on a crash pad. The bar one, Mm -hmm. the one that was in the bar. Like I remember he jumps off of it and it cuts. Cause I remember we were all talking about, I was like, do you think he hit a crash pad? And I was like, probably for the best that he does. You know what I mean? Like I remember talking about it, but here he was 20 feet in the air on the ground. Here was Darby 20 feet in the air onto him. Like, yeah, you got to at least space it out. Give him time to, to recoup. I would think. It's like uh, sucking blood out of a turkey. Yeah. You know, so well, that's all I got to say. That. I, I, I agree there. I think in it, I didn't think too much about that part of it too, that there's a, a feeling, of, there's a taking advantage that seems to be happening that, you know, in, in, trying to have these moments that we had 20 years ago and we love we're not acknowledging that maybe those moments 20 years ago weren't the best for the person in the long term mm-hmm. and that nobody is who they were 20 years ago yeah you know hardy yes in more recent times in wwe his story was really interesting and i hated it in the beginning and i said that to you know loudly but it was you know much more narrative based and his matches still had spots but they did safety um tony khan and aew they seem so focused on this nostalgia pop that they're i mean i'll i'll I'll, i'm sure they do it as safely as they can but they don't spread them out because they're also putting them out so fast and so far, we've seen them go south a fair amount of times. I mean, and... not just nostalgia, but also just the, the car crash spots. I mean, you got yeah. someone cutting themselves on live TV every week. 
And it's not yeah, even being no. well hidden. No, 100%. Or, you know, somebody taking a really shitty bump on pay-per-view that should have stopped a match, and instead we fuck around for a while and then continue it. That's... Yeah. It's scary moments, and it makes me more appreciative of when things... If something does happen, a response that's immediate and stops a match. Yes. And I it, was even... We were talking about it briefly about the hell in the Hell in a Cell match, Cody versus Seth. The fan base, I mean, that was in Chicago. The fan base in Chicago has been getting dumped with AEW nonstop. In that match, mm-hmm. Cody's sitting there wrestling. You saw him. We all talked about it. He's out there just in shambles. As good guy as it gets, Seth Rollins whipping him with a leather belt. Seth Rollins pulls out a table, and the crowd starts chanting, Thank you, Seth. Because they wanted a table so bad, they didn't. They had they had, they weren't even lost in the story that Cody's in the most severe, legitimate pain that you've ever watched a man be in. But fuck, if he doesn't go through a table, what does it matter? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. talk about desensitizing an audience. Absolutely. I mean, and it, you can do a lot to show, like. like the fandom you have these weird extremes where when and it presents in different matchups they want blood and gore and gaga in hell in a cell or a cage and then they also appreciate really you know just i think it's honestly just names they appreciate any match that's going longer like they feel like they have to because it's going long um which isn't bad necessarily but you know you got to balance it out because we don't need these hits. You know, we don't need these, you know, events because, you know, I'm now thinking about what Amanda said, that how much of what happened here to um, Jeff was based or was caused by this long story history of, you know, injuries and stuff, you know, because before alcohol, he... He was there was a lot of pills that he got arrested with events like that you know mm-hmm. yeah like what what is this and all of those I mean I hate saying all of those but it feels like a lot of those the old timers all of them with the big problem of drugs and why a lot of them are dead yeah. now is you know I mean but if you think about what some of these guys do now versus um, back back then that's like cr- some crazy ass shit that they yeah because you don't see people doing these like 920s or whatever the fuck i don't do math so but you don't see that you didn't see that you didn't see yeah. these guys like jump off of you know stupid things like a jumbotron or, or whatever right you don't you don't see that and even know? that if you want to go into that even with shane mcmahon he did it once a, once a year he would do one big... That's why he would disappear for six, seven months. Because he did his one bump and he had to fucking recoup. You know? Because, like, if you don't stop and take care of it, you end up in these spirals. I would think... I mean... I don't know. I'm just saying... It's a really sad story at this point. And a lot of people are trying to say that Tony and AEW is doing everything right. And I'm not saying they did everything wrong. But I am saying that to stop the conversation from how do we do this better is foolish and silly and to think that neither company i think the company should work together with him to be honest i think both companies need to be talking with him 
and they both need to be talking about what they can do for him and figure it out because he's this way because of the business end of the story you know like everyone needs to be trying to get him through this and if that means he never wrestles again that's fine because I think I'd rather see him at meet and greets and see him painting stuff and singing songs that he cares about than see him behind bars or dead yeah no I'd rather see him doing that than and have people around him caring about him and taking care of him than him drinking and it being a really clear sign that something's wrong like the video of him at the show where he's like this is my my mute like it's like he was like my whiskey's my best friend and my worst enemy as he takes a double shot of fireball and someone should have been like then what the fuck are you doing like and i think it's a you know if ever there was an argument for like a the idea of a performer's union it would be for things like this like talent like companies Mm -hmm. to work together to take care of each other or take care of talent because you shouldn't have a situation where somebody's leaving a place and going somewhere else because like yeah i could just you know don't have to be war you know worry about being checked out or you know they they want me for for this and don't care about the baggage of me or you know that that argument when it's not baggage it's we want your ass alive you know yeah 100 percent uh splinter fox is showing up in the chat he's got a little colt cabana waving he says long time no see karma got cm punk i see uh yep yep and we're actually going to bring that up a little bit too uh he says uh jeff's brain brains <laughs> might be the issue i just wish the best for him the falls he took non or concussions the whiplash still can damage your brain tissue mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah he's got taken a lot of concussions i mean that's what also kind of i'll be honest with you dude i think the most disgusting thing i've seen out of all this is the way matt hardy's been dealing with all of it he yeah. fucking tweeted during the dynamite match and saying it pains me not to be in this match but don't worry i'll bounce back and i'm like yeah dude because that's what we're all real concerned about is you bouncing back because it's your fucking issue. It's your problem that you're in. The fact that him and his wife are like making jokes about it online and their fucking TikTok. But to, to, to an extent, to, but you like, go ahead all and I'll jump in. Yeah. So he says on his on the 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 show his little podcast. Which first off, he's like this podcast. We're going to talk about mental health issues and and addiction, and it's a real good one. You're going to want to listen to. I'm like, great. Yeah. Get your fucking ads, and then. He said about the that match he brought up earlier with the Young Bucks. He got concussed immediately, and he goes, we were just basically dragging him through the match and coaching him through. He had no idea what was going on. He's a soldier. Like, you're not alarmed by this? And then, like, like Splinter Fox says, how many concussions this guy got to go through before someone just goes, oh, shit, is this worth it in this moment? And fucking doesn't look like it. Yeah. Go ahead, Clump. Say it's not a good look, but the one thing I'll the only thing I'll say to Matt and to his wife in what they're they're saying is I'll also give the possibility there that this story has been a part of their personal life and they've been maybe struggling with this. And there's a point where they're done too, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a there's a possibility that they're you know they've had these conversations with Jeff. They've tried to do this and they're like, you know what? This is fucked, you know? And well, as much as they're trying to, uh, trying to, to do what they can, it's like, yeah, this is, his actions are affecting my life now, which maybe shouldn't be the case, but also, you know, I, I agree. Maybe not the best way of addressing it. 
they were with him when he was drinking, and there was a ton of evidence that supports that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was, the show was them together. Yes. Yep. And he's right. Like it's ridiculous. And so, like for them to, oh well, it just sucks, man. All of yeah, it sucks, and it's just a bummer. And at point two nine four or whatever it was, mm-hmm. there's no excuse. You have enough money yeah. to get an Uber. You're supposed to be there with your brother, and and for also for Matt to be so fucking vocal the whole time that he was getting his release about how horrible WWE is, how nobody knows what's best for for Jeff but him and Jeff, and here we are. Yeah, I know. Like what? Two months later? Like, fuck, dude. And, like, and then and then I want to shake them both. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as much as I say, like you know, maybe it's the middle ground for Matt. I agree with that. It's like you were trying to push for him to get out, but you. You know, where when things go south with him, you're like, ah, let me just bounce away from this. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's shitty, man. It sucks because, because I've, I've had to bury two, two really close friends and it sucks when there's nothing you can do about it and they're surrounded by people who could do something about it or didn't even try to do something about it. And I don't want anyone in that circle to go through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know a lot of people who weren't sitting there at the gravesite with me who were not not telling stories about the last time they drank together real positively. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It's just fucking stupid. It's just stupid. Get him his help. Keep him out of the ring. If if pain is part of it and he's always been very clear that pain management was a massive part of why he was abusing to begin with. Stop letting him hurt himself. Stop asking him to hurt himself. The fans, he's already as beloved as anyone can ever get. And he's teetering on the edge of becoming despised. Because people don't like drunk drivers, man. <laughs> they uh-huh. just don't. Uh, Spider Fox says, I really want to believe Matt is not leeching on his brother, but the signs are there. I just hope Jeff gets the proper help he gets. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. I want I want to hear that both companies are getting involved. They're both sending experts. They're both putting pitching in what they can. To, you know? I don't know. I agree. I think everyone needs to be reaching out to him and everyone needs to be helping him because if he's finally open to it, then we need to to jump on it while he is, you know? So it just yeah. sucks. Uh, but I guess time will tell how that plays out. He's looking at a, at a number of years in prison, potentially, and a massive fine. And so it could end up being out of his hands altogether. And if that's what it is, it's what it is. Absolutely. Uh, anything else on that for anybody? I'm, I'm good there. Yeah. Well, let's move it along. What's your next topic there, Clump? Okay. So my next one I wanted to throw out was... So the past 24 hours, we've heard a fair amount about um, Vince, and yeah. there's a internal investigation of the company of uh, $3 million in hush money being paid to a uh, employee pertaining to a, um, you know, possible intimate, or intimate contact. There's a lot to be made of it. There's a lot of things that could be, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I won't go too far into that yeah. because there's a lot of stories about that and i'll say it sound you know when you're here seeing it put in publications outside of our small niche world when it's in publications like espn and the wall street journal broke it then there's a fair amount of weight to it you know these these are organizations that have a lot of 
you know, a journalistic integrity. You have, True. you know, do something wrong, your ass gets fired, and they don't like to do retractions. Or retractions have a lot of weight to them. And in journalism, real journalism credibility is your blood. Yes. Um, you don't have a lot of it. You, it's not trans transfusable. Yep. Um, that said, out of that, the internet wrestling community and the blogs that serve us, the dirt sheets that really, in this case, showed that they are not journalists. They don't have a lot of weight. Through so many, so much speculation now. Oh uh, now, yeah. um, yeah. Any on that company. same note, dude, I think if, yeah. if I don't think the the Wall Street Journal missed something, I think that's what's no. crazy right now is what everyone's trying to trying to figure out. What didn't they get, or maybe they got it all and they wrote about it all. Go exactly, ahead. and if they, my background is my background in in college. I went to school for journalism. I learned from people who won Pulitzer prizes and people who worked at the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, who did amazing work. And a big thing that was echoed to us and taught to us over and over was you never leave a stone unturned. You look as much as you can, but you don't... If you have a story and you have, you know... If the story is something that's possibly libelous or will get your ass in trouble or is fake, you don't report it. You go with yeah. what you got. And if they had a story that possibly included what some of these people on the internet wrestling community and you can go out and read is going into I'm sorry I don't think the Washington Post would leave possible criminal activity out they'd go into that if there's any possible truth to it they'd look at it and they'd talk about it because we've heard so much about Vince McMahon and his life mm -hmm. he's a monumental figure in wrestling in business and we would heard so much about it because stories about him and his family have been written outside of wrestling that we've all hated a bit because they've been characterizations of the business owner, of the family, of the politics. And mm -hmm. those go outside of this. But yeah. to see within our own community, they've really focused in on what, what could this be? And it, you know, to me, it's again this weird amalgamation of what Vince is to wrestling being mixed with what we're applying the attributes of the character to the businessman. Yeah. And we're thinking, well, he could do something so sleazy, so terrible and looking for everything there because of, we yeah. think uh, we, we still attach Vince McMahon, the character to Vince McMahon, the business owner. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that whatever happened in his business isn't necessarily bad news like it does sound no. like it sounds like the, the the wall street journal was able to dig up that he's been under investigation internally for over two months hmm? dirt sheets just caught wind of it when the wall street journal dropped it which means that they're, they're not journalists no. uh the other thing is is the so that they dropped that yesterday in the dirt sheets today they dropped an article saying uh word is that it's business as usual backstage at wwe like there was going to be a different thing. It's been going on for two months and all of your people who tell you whatever they tell you, all your friends backstage had no idea. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Because and it's been business how, as usual. And that's but. how a company works, especially a large company. You know, we, we've, we've both worked together at a large company and when things happen in a large company, you don't, it doesn't affect 
your day-to-day life, what happens with another employee that's HR, that's human resources is for. They, you know, work with the employees, the parties involved, and they go from there. And if something happens, if you work at Tesla and there's something going on with Elon Musk, well, that shouldn't affect your day-to-day operations if you're building a fucking car, should it? Right. Yeah. And that's to be expected. If, you know, it's also why when you're interviewing, you know, when you're looking for information regarding the source, you don't go to a Target store because the CEO of Target does something. You're not talking to like, well, this person who's stocking clothes says this. They don't know. Yeah. You and know? even with someone as hands-on as Vince. But that's what's kind of funny is that, I mean, you said, yeah, that's to be expected. Because I was saying yesterday uh, on episode one that I was like, I think the journalists, the news, the little the little news outlets, they're going to be really upset when they find out that this blows over. Because uh, Splinter Fox is asking some questions in here that they're bringing up too. He goes, what if this is what, uh, what if this is it? What if the board forces out Vince and with all of his family out of the company already and Triple H Health is what it is, um, it'll be owned by the con dude that had been forcing the firing of all those talents. Which, by the way, I also don't think that Nick Khan was going into business for himself, blindly firing a ton of talent that no one knew about. Uh, and he goes, uh, could we really see the fall of WWE at the hands of Vince? And I think the answer to that is not from this. This is a very oh. simple conversation that is the kind of thing that happens in corporate America all the fucking time. You have a dude who works 40 hours a day, seven days a week. You have a dude who sleeps three hours a night. He yeah. doesn't go anywhere else. If he's on the outs with his wife, he's going to find someone close. If it was consensual as it's being reported, then that's just where that's going to happen. And if they end up splitting, sometimes there's a severance pay to, to begin with. So maybe there's a payoff just to keep her quiet. I don't know because he's also a celebrity and a billionaire. So sometimes those things come with NDAs and big payouts because, hey, just to make sure – that you don't try to sell the story to the Sun or the Wall Street Journal, I'm going to do this extra thing. You know what I mean? Like that that happens. So yeah. I said yesterday, I was like, I think it's going to be business as usual, and they're going to be really upset about that. And then today it was like, it's business as usual. We can't understand it. And I'm like, yeah. Like you said, these guys don't know business. 100%. Like, and, and building off of that too, it's – they don't know business. They don't get this, and they – Wrestling is truly unique among forms of entertainment in that we treat every part of it as it's got to be part of kayfabe or the story. Yeah. When there's a lot of mundaneness to it, you know. Yeah. You know, I, the this the Jeff Hardy story, it, they they have real world parts and they have wrestling parts, and those worlds don't necessarily have to connect they yeah. also the 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 you don't need to look for motivation or reason or uh hints in one for the other yeah and yeah in, beyond this too like the the idea of the consensual relationship part and things there like there's a lot you know you and i both talked about this and you know we've that happens a lot with a lot of people and that happens in a lot of companies. I mean, big and small. I worked at a automotive dealership where, boy, oh, boy, was that a thing that happened with people. Where it's like, holy shit, people are doing this? Like, mm-hmm. and it happens. And it's whatever, you know? Yep. The, But when you have a name, you, 
you do things. You, you know, do things to protect yourself and handle things. Shit, it happened with a former president. Mm-hmm. It happened with several former presidents. <laughs> yep. With both parties. I'm not knocking one or the other. Yep. Um, the presidents had their share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and it's just, it's shitty. It's, um, it's shitty how it's gone. And to that end, and what I really wanted to get into is how the internet wrestling community went off the rails yeah. and started, you know, throwing out theories and ideas of what happened and, you know, we're going to take this as time to bash Vince. And again, I'll say this. We don't know a lot about Vince. We wish we knew more. Um, mm-hmm. If we a tell-all books uh, of Vince's life would be the most amazing story ever. Yeah, and would probably le- leave you with a, a much more complex view of the man, positive and negative. Yes. But then again, what billionaire business owner wouldn't that be the case with? Yep. Yeah, you're what talking entertain- about a different type of human. <laughs> exactly. You're talking about a guy who took a pretty niche, interesting thing that was in small venues across the country and made it a national entertainment juggernaut. One of the most desired properties in entertainment, because even though we talk about loss of entertain loss of viewership, two million viewers a week still fucking great. That's mm-hmm. more that's... than the Stanley Cup got. Exactly, yeah. you know, and that's something amazing. And I'm sure there's skeletons in the closet. I'm sure there's things that are really sad and fucked up and dark. I'm sure there's a lot of bad moments. But and with that also... in mind. I want to say that there's probably all that stuff. And the thing is, is that none of that is new to the board. So the idea of the board mm-hmm. forcing him out, I don't see that happening. He is too no, much hand in hand with WWE. You need a lot worse than something like this. Not that this isn't necessarily bad, but it does sound like two adults doing a thing in an unprofessional setting, which can easily be solved without everyone getting fired. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, and, and to that to that end too, of this happened, this happened with Bill Gates. This happened... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This happened this has happened before and time and again and it doesn't really knock them. It doesn't you know, or it's not great, but it doesn't Yeah. It isn't the evil that we want it that the some people want it to be. And yeah. beyond this today there was a lot of stories about uh Kevin Dunn uh got thrown up for selling stock because some some person sold a lot of stock and they it was accused this, him of insider trading. Yes, they accused of insider trading of selling a bunch of stock before this story came out. And here's the thing, though. One, a um, couple hours thereafter, they reported that stock probably was sold a few months ago, mm-hmm. and stock has to hold before it sells in large amounts because mm-hmm. of SEC filings, which he did. Yep. And so what's the mm-hmm. – go ahead. The stock in and of itself was being announced. They knew it was upcoming too, so the timing of it, like, it was being announced that the gold target uh, uh, price for the stock was, that was at sixty was being moved to seventy-five, which means the stock was the highest it had been in almost three years. It hasn't like stayed at that height. I sold on the same day that Kevin Dunn did because I was like, oh shit, I'm not in the red for the first time in three years. I'm gonna go yeah. ahead cut bait. Thing is, he's got a lot more stock than I had. 
uh, but I didn't lose money on it. He made money on it, right? But he also sold less than one twentieth of his entire stock. It was like maybe just a good time to grab a fucking house stand payment. You know what I mean? Like stocks are there to be sold and bought, right? Like he's also not on the board, they determined. So he couldn't have known that other stuff. So it's not like there's so many things that stop it from being insider trading and maybe just some dude selling some of his stock. Coincidence. Hmm? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. And then and then for the dirt sheets to just start saying he's an insider trader is like, okay, maybe this is why Wall Street Journal didn't report that. Because it's not the case. Uh, I do want to welcome, because it looks like he's made it, Shakes Montana. What's up, Shakes? Hey, what's going on? I'll be on video soon, but uh, I was enjoying the conversation because um, I really don't know exactly the details of what's going on with Vince McMahon and, and yeah. why is he trending right now. Yeah. So uh, I was just enjoying and trying to get a grasp of what was going on. Yeah, no, dude, and that's kind of a, a big thing is we we get so frustrated on, the, on Twitter because you just see a lack of communication and a lack of conversation. And so, yeah, when we bring up topics here, it's let's talk about multiple sides of it. Let's have the conversation. Does it mean what it looks like it means or are we overreacting? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So can somebody just briefly explain it to me? Like what's going on? So it looks the Wall Street Journal reported that he was in a consensual relationship with a paralegal. The paralegal ended up leaving the company and was cut a three million dollar check, signed a non disclosure. Her friend emailed the board saying that this happened and so for the past two months the company WWE has been investigating the conduct of Vince McMahon. None of the money that was spent was company money. It was personal money. But having a boss with uh, a subordinate is always a, a, something that's going to require HR intervention one way or the other. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. You have to Yeah. I mean, that's the short end of what it really is. Everyone else is speculating okay. a lot of other things, but those are the words that were in the Wall Street Journal one. You know? Yeah. I'd I don't, you know, you... Before, um, I don't know. David Dixon's band. I'm going there. Yeah. Yeah. And other so-called wrestling journalists. Yeah. You know what I have a problem with? Hmm. Is that people are so intrigued about what goes on in other people's bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I, I cannot understand and get a grasp of that. I do not care nor want to know what the hell Clump is doing in his bedroom in his Definitely. free time. I don't want Definitely to know. Not. I don't care. Don't no, ask don't him. Right? Here's the thing is he'll tell you, do not ask him. He's very <laughs> open. I'm going to mute him just to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Could you get his video? Yeah, great visual. <laughs> we we, we yeah. got it. We understood. Um, somebody hire him. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah it's that fascination. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand the in uh, infatuation with uh, people and what they do in their bedroom. I really just yeah. I don't care and. You know, um, she's coming out with this, but why? Why are you coming out with this? You want money? Yeah. That's like, what's what weird about it, too, is it's her friend that's coming out with it. It's not even the, okay. the woman involved. 
Yeah. That's what I think is even crazier. It's about it. but yeah, third party. Yeah, it's always that third, <laughs> third party. party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think honestly, what you might see is whoever leaked the fact that the board is investigating. I think you see somebody get fired, but it's that person, not Vince. <laughs> like I think someone's all like, "Oh, you're just telling us, telling everybody the board's business, huh?" Uh huh. Oh, you like, just I think, let that out, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a mole. <laughs> we have a mole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's my hunch on it. Uh, I mean, and like like Clump said, there's a lot of details we don't know. There's been a lot of evidence that the go-to source for what's happening in kayfabe uh, that believe they're the they're, they're real journalists are really showing their really showing their ass on this one as they tried so hurriedly to be the ones to dig up information that they're out there slandering people and need to be real fucking careful about that because some of them get in trouble for that, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it's just kind of nuts, man. It's kind of nuts. That's what's going on with him. Um, anything, Vince, specific from either anybody else? No. All right, I'm gonna move to the next topic. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Fire. Uh, <laughs> Fox does has a question here, and um, Clump. Uh, after this, you have to let me know if you have any other news. Uh, but this is one that was more in the news than it was on show. So. Uh, what's the deal with Sasha Banks? Been hearing lawyers are involved to get her released from her contract. Where is she going to go? AEW can't pay her the amount she wants. Would be wild to see Banks in stardom. That would be crazy. Uh, that's, from, that's Splinter Fox in the chat. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I think that if Banks is released, it's not because WWE wants her to go. I think if her lawyers do get her released, it's not because she wants to go wrestle. I really don't think that we'd see a Sasha Banks in another company i think that how do you go from being the legit boss the boss of the biggest division the main event to wrestlemania to i guess i'll start helping this other company it would just i think it would be with as much respect as possible a perceived step down that i don't think she needs to do i think when she knows she can pivot into something like a hollywood that's a step up where if you pivot to a smaller company where people are going, oh, you'll be good for that company. That company needs someone like you to get to the next level. Is she there to get someone else to the next level? Or is she there to um, get herself onto the next level because of a higher platform? You know what I mean? Like, that's my that's my hunch. But yeah, I heard that too. The lawyers are, are trying to get a release, which is also interesting because is there really a non-compete when it comes to WWE as far as Hollywood goes? I think maybe, right? Because they own no. the WWE movies, right? No. No, I think so. I I mean, there was, it could vary. I know with The Rock, there was a reason he ultimately let his contract end with WWE. It depends on the contract, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I think the WWE has to approve stuff that they do. Yeah. I think that, uh, and I think that you probably nailed it there very simply is that WWE has to approve what they do and when and that might be why if you know when she worked on the mandalorian there is you know had to be communication with their schedule and stuff like that and making work i'm sure if that's the case that 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 might be more than anything the reason is if if somebody's done you know they don't want to have a barrier on what they do for work yeah i want to do what i want to do it's a very sasha banks thing to say you know what i mean and the thing about Sasha Banks for me is that, um, like, this is not her first time of just going on 
this old hiatus or I don't think like she's a, a person that is oh I need to go to a big company to be relevant I think she is just fine going back to Japan or or, or going to China and doing her thing wherever she wants to do it like she's not that oh I need to be in the spotlight look at me mm -hmm. look at me type of person she's a straight I grew up loving and watching WWE I am a wrestler that's who she is so yeah. um to me I don't think it's a, a thing of maybe maybe AEW can dangle a carrot and say hey come over here but I don't think that it's a, a thing of she needs that spotlight or she needs that big machine that big company behind her she can go to the smallest company and she'll be well content and do her yeah. thing because that's she just loves to wrestle yeah and to be honest when she uh took her last hiatus she wanted to wrestle maiko satamora and went to japan to train with her and did right. so and now like exactly. if you were to think about it i could see theoretically her doing something like jericho did his first uh, njpw run showing up and going for the biggest star on the card and saying we're gonna have a big match in tokyo dome at wrestle kingdom and you know one and done kind of a deal obviously jericho kept doing a thing but i don't know now that now that Satamora is in NXT UK, I don't know that Sasha has a name anymore like that. Maybe, probably, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's one. But you know <clears throat> what this opens up is? This opens up to Del, Del Pay is if she does wrestle anywhere, I have a feeling she would wrestle at Warrior Wrestling because they like to throw money at mm. people. But Tony wouldn't know what to do with it. He's already blown a lot of money and pissed people off. Yeah. So, you know, but I really think it's Hollywood that's calling her. Yeah. Yeah, she was good so in Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. So. I think so, too. That's just my hunch. Mm -hmm. I think that I don't think she would do something like a local promotion, except for like what Shake said. I could see her doing something like Japan specifically and a couple specific matches that she wants. But I don't see her just joining a company and doing a bunch of random matches. Um, yeah, I just don't see it. Yes, Martin squirreled my mail message. I know. That's funny. Hold on, I'll be right back. Well, and I think to, to a thing we've seen with Sasha so much has been she's very determined to control her narrative. She's very control con determined to control what she does in the story that she tells in the in the ring. So if she's gonna, if she were to leave WWE to work somewhere, she it would be on her terms to be what she wants to do which is fucking mm -hmm. great that's the best yeah. way to go um though here i don't i think there's a lot of elements to this that we don't know and again it's it's you know the world of wwe and wrestling fandom and learning and conspiracy thing which i you know we all love Part of what yeah, we do here fun. but fun. we you know we also what i like about us is we also kind of treat with a grain of salt versus like yeah. oh yeah that's definitely what the fuck's happening yeah it's not all that serious and some people take it way serious and i know that we're not as lively as some but hey, wait a minute i was way serious when we talked on episode one about my wwe land when the cock acquired them yeah no definitely wwe land needs to take place Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, Shakes or Splinter Fox. Uh, uh, actually, he's got another question about injuries. But we'll get back to that one. We'll circle back. But he says, "Banks, the movie star." He goes, uh, "AEW is getting shady with the women's division. They're getting worse. Displeased with that. I'm worried about Athena. That does she get squashed by Jade and stays in catering with Ruby? I think the answer is yes." Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "Banks versus Gulia would be amazing." Am I saying that right? Anybody know who that is? No. All right. Uh, says that Banks could be the Mox and just wrestle anywhere she wants. Uh, he says he's been listening to Mox's book on Audible. Uh, he is reading, too. It's awesome. Oh, those are the only audio books I get is when they read their own books. Um, I'd be really curious to know what Mox I thinks can't. about the book in its entirety uh, a few months, you know, maybe a year or two into his sobriety. I want to know um, what he thinks about it because I think that a lot of that was written under the influence and just makes me wonder how he looks back on it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Sasha Banks, I don't know. We'll see. No more rumors out there but those ones. Any other takes on the Banks thing? Anybody? I'm more curious about Naomi. Yeah, me too. We've not heard a peep about Naomi. Yeah. I mean... That's one person who could go somewhere else. Probably really shine. Yeah. Yeah. She also could retire now and be fine too. Like she's always talked about wanting to have a family. Yeah, like it wouldn't be the big stretch either. If she just takes the opportunity, you know. Uh, Clump, did you have another news topic? Oh, I'm good. All right, let's talk a little bit of the shows. We'll talk AE Dub. I wanted to throw this out there uh, as we get into what happened on the show. Uh. It had the lowest viewership it's had in well over a year. It was 760,000. So we're back to like against NXT kind of numbers. I think there's a lot of interesting conversation to be had about why that might be. I think my favorite that the AEW fandom is really leaning on is that the Stanley Cup was happening at the same time. The Stanley Cup... Say what? The two, the two shitty teams. The Rangers are a very popular team, and Tampa Bay not, has been on fire this year. It's Tampa Bay. Oh, it's Tampa Bay versus Avalanche. That's right. The Rangers are out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. fuck them. Yeah, Am- Avalanche, Tampa Bay do not have fans. But the the Stanley Cup, hey, for one, I, had the shitty team. Shout out to Avalanche. Shout out to Avalanche. <laughs> I'm the little fan here. <laughs> Yeah. I was looking at their logo and being like, isn't that the college team in Alaska? Like, what the fuck is this? I'm not so, going to yeah. lie. That's why I started to like them because of that uh, <laughs> that, that logo and their jerseys. I was like, wow, that that's hot. And that was back in the 90s. So, yeah. I'm a Devil fan, though. Just Thank you. Full, dis- full Thank disclosure. You. Full Thank disclosure. you. I love the Devils. They're my, like, second favorite team. At the you best goaltender, I, I believe, I in my mind, ever. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew it was yep. Martin Berger. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I, oh, my God. That's it? <laughs> you, you ain't got to say if no Marty, more. I love yeah, you, Marty Amanda. Yeah, Marty cheated on his wife. I love he you, Amanda. His wife, but you know what? <laughs> all those guys cheat. Okay? All of them. Don't tell me that they don't. You just, you know, called the girl a homewrecker because it happened to be the nanny. <laughs> well, hey, it's this opportunity. But, you know. <laughs> I won't uh, 
So the AEW fan base is saying they went up against the Stanley Cups. Uh, the Stanley Cup had 1.3 million viewers. Like, they still didn't get as much as Raw or... Like, Stanley Cup didn't get as much viewership as Raw or SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... They, when they went up head-to-head against the, the NBA Finals, they did better numbers. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, if you're going to say the Stanley Cup took away that much viewership, then why didn't the NBA Finals take away that much viewership when NBA is far and away far more popular in America than hockey is. It just is, and the numbers are there. I don't remember how many people were watching the basketball game, but it was a shit ton. I think I thought it was like 11 million or some shit, but it's a lot. What's crazy to me is who is the creative team for AEW? Tony Khan. That's it? That's yep. it? Well, uh, well yep. I'm not surprised because <laughs> who in the hell in their right mind would give a put a match with Warlow facing 15, 16 security guards? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And they I, and it was an elimination match at that. Elimination. Yeah. Are I you, mean, I are thought you that shit me? was way over too. Like, like are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to step on your well, shoes, no. Marshall. But oh, this yeah, is all was... part of it, right? This is part of it. And even Splinter Fox goes, I don't look at views. I enjoy wrestling. And I think that we are pretty clear about us cool. being largely the same. Uh, the, the viewership isn't a big factor. But the reason I think it's notable right now is because for a show that typically gets very close to a million, that high 900s, for them to see a sudden dip so crazy, it makes me wonder because we've also said the last couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks have not been as good. It's not been as enjoyable. It's been pretty stale. And I think the build is what I'm getting to. I think we're seeing a reflection of the Forbidden Door is not something that their fans are that excited for. I don't think that they care. I don't think they're doing a good job building it. I don't think they're doing a great job explaining these people being important. I think you're missing CM Punk. You're missing MJF. I think you're missing a lot of what brought people to come watch. And now there's nothing that even looks like on the other side will be a reason, right? Like once the Forbidden Door happens, we've done it. We've had our 50-50 split booking uh, show. So we all know that once the Forbidden Door happens, we're starting over again. We're going to get back to business. I feel like we're going to see a big spike in viewership again after Forbidden Door. I think people are like, all right, if this is what the show is until Forbidden Door, I'm coming back after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I will say this. I will go first. There's a reason, besides that Wardlow match, why their ratings were horrible. Huh. Behind them. That's me yelling at the guy. That's you. Ocean. This picture of you. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. This is proof that Billy Ocean Spray is not a fucking draw. Okay? He's not. Because apparently it was, if I heard correctly, him and Dax was the worst rated segment of the whole night. Wonder why. No, well, I actually, I actually, uh, Raj had reported the worst rated segment of the whole night was Jungle Boy and Young Bucks. That the oh. last, that the last match was the worst rated of the night. Hmm, interesting. Raj, you might be wrong. I'm not saying there wasn't a dip oh, for oh. Osprey. No, but it's you like... let me let me dig into ocean spray. Come on now, Raj. Come Go on. Go ahead. Go for it. Bone. You know. Are you? I'm, I'm not sure. saying he's not the second worst. Well, it was just uh, people probably tuned off by the time the main event. But go well, ahead. Okay. 
Yeah, it could be by the main event. I will say this. Yeah, I'm a troll. Okay, I trolled because a lot of people on my timeline were calling emotions break. That perked my interest. And there was a kid in the sign in the stands that had it. Yeah, front row. Mm-hmm. The ocean spray sign. But then I'm like, you're cheering for him. You get that revoked. Mm-hmm. And I think that I am, because I've been calling him that for years. And people laugh. They think it's funny. Or they used to think it's funny. So now it's like the big trend. Woohoo. Called it to his face once, twice. So many times now that, you know what? Yeah. I can't even say his name anymore. Right to him. So, you know, whatever. But point of it is, is that that match really proved that he's not a draw. It was boring. You had to have, like, Excalibur and Shivani really kind of, like, talk him up. They really were, yeah. Yeah, and JR was, oh, yeah, he's good, you know. But whatever, I was in England, you know, whatever. But... That's kind of sad. I thought the opening of the match was really telling, too, and kind of sad. Like, they go in there, and the bell rings, and they stare at each other. They both look into the crowd. They both turn their backs on each other, and they're looking into the crowd because they're expecting the Kenny Omega-Daniel Bryan moment of the groundswell, the crowd starting to roar and rumble just in anticipation, and they weren't getting it. I didn't have my, my TV all the way up. I didn't have it all the way down. I have it a lot of times when I'm watching AEW because the commentary to me can be pretty rough, uh, except for JR making me laugh. Um, I did hear a lot from from uh, Excalibur explaining IWGP and all that. And I thought that was awesome. He did actually a great job of explaining the importance of it. But it's just low enough to where I hear the pops, but I don't hear a lot of the, the chatter. And I heard nothing during that moment. I was like, they are begging the crowd to give them a roar. Like there's this built-in ta- anticipation for Dax versus Osprey, which those of us who know both people can wrestle were probably happy to see the match. I thought it was a pretty decent match. I didn't like a lot of it. I didn't hate a lot no. of it. I felt like not a bad match in general in the middle of a show that had a bunch of awful matches. Uh, but well, Dax is really good. Dax is very, very good, but there wasn't a groundswell, yeah. you know? But yeah. you know, this really showed the weakness of Ocean Spray. Yeah. He's not good on the mat. Okay, and I'm not saying this because I don't like him. Dax worked him. I mean, yeah. and it was like he went to school. People expect out of Billy Ocean Spray, they expect flippy shit. But mm-hmm. here's the facts the guy fucking gained so much weight, you know, that he can't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Because I think Ricochet put on as much mass, but hmm, Ricochet can do all those moves still. So it's just interesting to me, but it's really weird because there's part of a a fan base that doesn't like him for, you know, his outside, you know, behavior. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of that come up like, oh, yeah, I remember when um, Will Ospreay was whining about he doesn't have any money and asked fans to give him money so he could buy his mom a car. Yeah, I remember that, you know, and I thought, how pathetic. Why are you doing that? You know, it, it's stupid. You just that's when he got signed to New Japan. But, you know, whatever. I mean, everyone's like, oh, this is the guy gene that's going to carry that company. No, if you can't get a reaction like a Kenny Omega, you are not the guy gene that will carry that company. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, because I think 
Jay White. A lot of people don't like Jay White, but I think that he is really commanding in that role. And plus, mm-hmm. he's one of theirs. I mean, he went to the dojo there. So, I don't know. I feel like that match is going to be awful, you know. And then you have Orange Cassidy come out. Talk about a fucking boring match. I have this feeling Tony Khan's going to actually put Orange Cassidy and Ocean Spray together. They might make good, nice juice, but... They already announced it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Osprey tweeted. Uh, he, he tweeted out that that's what's going to happen. I don't care to see it either. Uh, let me see. Let me hit some of the chatter real quick. Turner Fox says, people in the States 70% like, don't like Japanese wrestling, which is sad. But it's also notable, like... Who are you catering to and why? And and is that going to be helpful? And I would want it to be good, you know. Um, he thought that the Wardlow thing was was bullshit, or he said it was a was a garbage. Uh, he thought Dax and Osprey was good. Miro Page was amazing. Um, Jay, the last rock and roller. Uh, I think this this is the other part of it though. Like even if you look at the car, the card, like I said, there's no Punk, there's no MJF. You've got this Forbidden Door build that is really lackluster. And your biggest stories on this card are Wardlow versus a fake lawyer and Y2J in a hair versus hair match against the same guy he's been fighting for three years. You know what I mean? Like this Kingston thing going on. And then you had uh, the Hardys, or uh, you had the Young Bucks and Luchasaurus in a tag match that was largely a Hardy Boy story that wrapped in the Young Bucks at the very last second. Like, you were losing like no one's no one was into the young buck story either like that's what i mean like there's nothing here for anyone to grab onto like it just was a card that was completely mediocre and i think it's just a bad time to have a mediocre card i think that the, the bucks if you were if they were going to give them back the titles they should have done it in ontario on that rampage uh i don't think they were going to to me it was pretty clear when i saw this i was like oh the hardys were going to win they wanted the turn for Christian. That was supposed to be their big thing. Christian's turning, which has been telegraphed for months. That's the other thing. There's nothing wrong with being predictable at times, but it's got to feel like cool when it happens. And so much of their stuff they make predictable, and then when it happens, you go, yep, then it happened. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't get that big moment feel. Bro, like, I felt the same way about the whole um, Sammy Guerrero. Right? Yeah. Sammy Guevara shit. Like, uh, what was his name? Alfredo or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm looking at it right in the, the, the mask is not even fully on his face. You can tell it's fucking Sammy. I'm like, yeah. that's Sammy. I said it when he did it. I'm like, that's Sammy. And then when they took it off, it's like, oh my gosh, it's Sammy. It was like, I knew that. That wasn't no surprise. Yeah. So, like, just to that point. You know, their their storytelling they they want to give you a shock factor, but they don't know how to shock you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Even even uh, Osprey and Orange Cassidy was like the slowest, most high school play dramatic thing that they were trying to get the right shots. They wanted the right photos, and it came off so campy. And I was like, "What are we doing?" Look at this. This is not camp. Yeah, and we'll let Ocean's face face. That's not camp. Yeah. That was a moment. I'm not saying that Orange Cassidy couldn't do that. But there was a point when they were really, they were face to face. And I'm like, really? 
I was face to face with this sucker. And let me yeah. tell you, I got more heat out of that out of that crowd and everybody than you know whatever. They're just like, oh my god, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So fucking what? So fucking what? Yeah. 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 I want one of my favorites to beat the shit out of Ocean Spray. But what uh, happened? Did you guys? So at the end of the hair versus hair match. Ortiz just started cutting his own hair. That was dumb. That That really annoyed me. And it was so... I I couldn't... It's like, really? I I, I couldn't even watch it, really. Maybe I'm that type of guy because I have a weak stomach. And it's just like... I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Now, I I get it. You want to show you're tough. And you're like, yeah, blood and guts, blood and guts, blood and guts. Okay, fine. That's great. But... Do you had to go ahead and cut your own head to do so? I mean, that was just over the top, bro. And it was over the top for no reason. Like, what was the point? And then to come back later on in the show with a full, clean-shaved head. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. what, is, what is going on? It just looks like you wanted to cut your hair. And then you start going, oh, I wonder if you threw the match. You know what I mean? Like... If you're trying to live in kayfabe for a minute, you're like, did that character even want to win? Like, because he was really excited to cut it. Oh, yeah. That was just bizarre. But um, going back to the Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's only right now, I think, two matches of interest mm-hmm. for me. And also with Jay White. But I'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. The two matches that they could one of them if they play if tony actually played this right would have been a main thing is they should have really pushed andrade and roosh now i know that the casual as i said before casual aw fan does not know the significance of that but when you throw naito in it lij and lij the LIJ, I think, is probably more so than Bullet Club. I think there's more LIJ fans than there are Bullet Club fans because Bullet Club was trendy to wear that shirt. That's all I see Bullet Club as. It was a trend. You know, uh, cool people. Did you not club. hear about the CML, CMLL stuff? No. The people who no. are contracted to CMLL, uh, the Lucha Brothers and Andrade specifically. Because mm-hmm. they don't have a good working relationship with NJPW, they're forbidden from working Forbidden Door. They can't be on the card. So they, they're canceling that match? There's no Andrade or... Yeah. They, yeah. Well, gee, that's a cock blocker because on the pay-per-view, we got a hint of that. And I was excited because I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this is going to be like LIJ and LIJ. Mm-hmm. Like Hilo. Whatever he does with his life. Anyways, but... So we're going to get, what, Orange Cassidy now versus Ocean Spray? Boring. Yep. I'm surprised they're doing Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm on the Forbidden Door. Like, Tony Storm represents Japan or something? Well, it's weird that they're doing a women's match in at all because there's no women in, in JPW. Yeah. You know? But that, that, you know, I digress. And then the other match, if it's still going on, the one that I I called this and Tony, if you listen to a new book, did it because of me. 
give me my money. Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Brian Danielson. To me, that's a fucking best match on the card. If it's still happening. I think but it hasn't been announced, but they did tease it, yeah. No, it was. I thought. I'm not seeing it on my list here of oh. of matches that was written today by somebody. Well, yesterday. I would have, if, if they had announced it earlier, I would have gone. Because. Yeah. Oh, well, Daniel Bryan's out with injury right now. Well, then why the fuck is Zack Sabre Jr. doing his. Oh, yeah, yeah, his political. I, I love his promos. God damn, he roasts people. <sighs> Big hefty sigh. Yeah. But, I mean, he's out injured, but maybe they're teasing it because if he's back in time, then they can throw it together. If he's not back in time, then it is what it is. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's the one match I think of anybody that would, I mean, I think would be the best because it's like the best versus the best. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people think that's a snooze fest, you know, tech submission. But those guys have a very similar, I mean, it's almost identical how they're, you know, not only just their match philosophy, but just in how they and how they work. I mean, yeah. yeah, I get a girl stiffy, but yeah. so because it's my favorite style. But if you're disappointing me again, Tony Khan with this forbidden door, no. And why can't we have Toro Yano and fucking Colt Cabana reunited again? That was so fun. Mm. They were a good pair together. But I'm not booking this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like any of the Jericho stuff. Tony Khan, with- huh? Yeah, Tony, Tony Khan. <laughs> uh, even when Moxley and Tanahashi doing their thing, Jericho coming out and making the whole awful. segment about him, I thought was terrible. Hmm? Ridiculous. I, I liked like, how yeah. Tanahashi with the big hair told me to shut up. I thought it was overall... Yeah, that was good. Uh, I thought it was overall like not, not a very good, good episode, dude. And I feel like that a lot of the build to Forbidden Door has been a lot of misses because they're just anticipating people are going to know and be excited but like you said you even the stuff you know you're that you were excited for isn't even happening and even in some of the group chats i mean with people who are massive aew fans you see it week after week they're getting less and less excited about forbidden door like when the announcement was first made they're like oh my god it's going to be amazing it's going to be everything and at this point they're like look i don't know if i'm going to get it like i heard someone say that the other day there's like at this point i don't know if i'm going to actually pay to see it like once again it's in chicago yeah of all places. Yeah. I mean, and I don't like that they did not infuse the New Japan, the dojo, the LA dojo. Uh-huh. A little upset about that. Um, but there's some, some great people there. And it just, it's just really kind of, it's just really kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, Spin Fox does say calling it FDR versus Empire and they win the NJPW titles, then beat the Olympics to hold all the titles. I'd be home. I'd be, I'd be in for that. That'd be cool. I'd, be I'd like them to be the only team to ever hold all of them at once. Mm-hmm. That'd, That'd be great. great. Talk about um, collectors. Yeah. But that was kind of my overall feel of, of AEW, and I want to know if you guys are feeling, like, different. Like, the stuff that you're down on, is there more stuff that you're in to, at least, or? No. You blew away, like, I've seen Hyde and O'Hare and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. You know, it's like they fell off the face of the earth. And mm-hmm. again, we're still seeing the same people over and over again. And it's like, dude, 
Like, can, can you please put other people on TV? Please, for the love of God. Yeah. You know, it's getting old to me. I will just say that one exciting thing is at least I could see Rapungi bites again. So, mm. yeah, I'm 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 really elated about that one. But is that enough? No, I don't think so. You know, because they're not even wrestling. You know, they're it's a big jumble. Yeah. They're not you even know? really using them like that. I'm, yeah, I'm... and I love me some Jeff Cobb, but you know. I wish he'd overthrow Ocean Spray. But anyways, no. But, I mean, I don't want to see a match like that. That's boring. And I know Japan loves those type of matches, like, you know, big six-man ones or, like, Bullet Club versus Suzuki Goon and all that. But to have um, Desperado from Suzuki Goon pair with Archer, I'm like, you know what it would have been really cool? is if he reunited KES. That would have been really cool because they were a staple in New Japan. And, you know, that, that was probably one of my favorite tag teams that was in, was in Japan, period. Whether it be NOAA, whether it be New Japan, was Killer Elite Squad. And I think that that would have been a much better kind of choice because you're blending in you know, someone who's on the AEW roster but has those roots in Japan. And yeah. I think that would be amazing. And plus, we don't see enough of uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He'd have been a cool one to put on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shakes, am I being a little rough on AEW? Do you feel like the it's going... How do you feel like it's going? Uh, I think y'all are a little rough on them, but I think that y'all have legit right mm -hmm. towards them because of what I'm saying in my opinion of why I sit there and raise my eyebrows is the creative. I'm like, well, what's going on creatively? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want to apply and say, you know, I can help. And like, yeah. <laughs> I have ideas, man. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I feel like that. And a lot of the yeah. I just feel like that a lot of. I I don't think that it was a, a Stanley Cup thing that saw a dip. I think that that they're seeing kind of the fruits of their labors when it comes to Forbidden Door specifically. But I do think that after Forbidden Door, I think they get back up to the numbers that that we expect them to have, and I think they're going to be fine, and it's going to be a blip. And I think that something that could have been a really cool yearly thing i think is unless their buy rate goes through the roof which is possible this might be the only forbidden door pay-per-view we end up seeing you know so you think it's, it's that you think it's that's the reason why of the dip is that they mix in these two brands i think the way they're mixing the two brands has been uh lackluster for people who are a fan of both brands and I think it's not been enough for someone who's a fan of one brand to care about the other brand. And I think that, yeah. coupled with the lack of star power by losing your MJFs and CM Punks and Hardys, on top of the fact that you're only two long-term or decent, or like not even decent, just your biggest two, the biggest stories you have at all are surrounding Jericho and Wardlow. 
Not to say those two dudes aren't stars in their own right, but their stories are not interesting in this moment. They're not, I mean, nope. we knew last week what we were going to get from Wardlow this week. Tony Khan wants, he wanted Goldberg, so instead of getting Goldberg, he's building one. And he wanted to do a Goldberg segment, and the fans are more interested in Wardlow's fighting for a reason than fighting 20 security guys in a really messy match that made no sense, where he was pinning people on every side that he could, and it was just it was just a nightmare. And I think that people are sick of the Jericho stuff. He's not all that entertaining at this point. And I think that people didn't have a reason to tune in because of all those things combined. I think that it made sense. I'm almost surprised they didn't have less viewers in, in an aspect, you know? Yeah. And Osprey was having a match. And... I will die on that hill. No. Yeah, because even fans of him know that he doesn't wrestle like he used to. He's not he's not wrestling the way that fans of his grew uh, grew into fans of him because of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so even people who are big fans of him go like, "Oh yeah, but you should see these old things." They still I still see more footage and gifs and stuff from back when he was wrestling Ricochet than I see anything he's done in the past couple years. Well, if you have, if you want to see a really good one, one of my favorite matches Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay. Sakura Genesis, what is it, 2018. Hmm. That was beautiful. Yeah. Wrong guy won. But hmm. Red Shoes also should have called it because speaking of people that were knocked out, mm-hmm. yeah, Red Shoes Ospreay was knocked out for a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think that there's a lot of things that are counting against them we're like if you had a couple of weak stories but you had a bunch of other stuff going on like it's easy for everyone to still stay excited i just don't see why someone would have been excited for this particular episode and you know what, you know what I, mean? I don't understand yeah is i always thought that roh did a fantastic job with their new with, well, except for the the last one at madison square garden they always did a fantastic job of merging the two companies together and it was always exciting to see Global Wars every year. And then when they started getting all the luchadors, it, that was a great mix to have in yeah. as well. And um, they had women from, I think, Stardom came as well mm-hmm. and fought some of the women of honor. And I thought that, you know, hey, this is some really great, some great quality things that are here, you know? But I don't know. I mean, is it more like, oh, uh, they don't trust Tony Khan? I, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder that, though. Yeah. Do Does New Japan trust Tony Khan? I don't think so. Well, Tony Khan came out in an interview and said that Mox vs. Tanahashi is finally happening at Forbidden Door and had made mention that NJPW was trying to book Mox vs. Tanahashi and NJPW over and over and over again and he refused to let it happen he did everything he could to block it from happening because he thought if that match was going to happen he needed to be the one to do it mm-hmm. and i was like what a dick <laughs> so many i always tell people sometimes you've got to look at your favorite wrestlers and see how much of a diva they are like you won't lose to certain people or you don't yeah. want to lose to certain people and then that should tell you what kind of person they are. Yeah. So that tells me that Moss is not a great person, not too good of a person. Masa? Mox. Was it? Oh, Mox. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not that good of a person because I can name four other people 
could do the exact same thing. Yeah. You have Dragon Lee, you know, and he's done it so many times. It's like, I'm like, shit. When I see it, it's like, oh, yeah, Dragon Lee's going to win because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to put over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am sort of, uh, when he, when I heard how badly they were trying to make Tanahashi versus Max ha- happen, it made me think that there could be a pretty cool match there. That if Mox had been trying to get it to happen and couldn't get Tony to approve it, here's a way that it could happen and maybe we could get a cool match. Because a handful of, I feel like that Mox for me is real hit and miss. Some of those matches I think are just awesome and other ones I just think that it's kind of too much of whatever it is in the time. So I think that it's very possible that he's got a vision for this and wants to do a certain thing and we could get something really cool, you know? But now hair versus hair would have been great. Jericho versus Tanahashi. Yeah, that'd have been a good one. Tanahashi and get rid of that hair. I remember when he cut it. There was like a gasp around the world. People went mm. silent. And I'll say this: I did kind of mourn it for a couple of days. No. It was sad. It broke my yeah, he's heart. Got great hair. It was for a movie role. Mm. And I get it; he wears extensions sometimes, but the man has the best hair. In goddamn professional wrestling, even more so than the women. No. No. Uh, was there anything else on AEW that you wanted to break down at all? I don't like what they're doing oh. with Athena. They're yeah. setting her up to fail. I think you know? so, yeah. I don't like what they're doing with Thunder. She was on TV for all thirty all the thirty seconds and got her ass handed to her again. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking bummer, dude. Like yeah. Yeah. And the butts again. And then the th- and they I feel like the Tony and Thunder match was thrown together too because we're gonna get it at Forbidden Door and we know it now. But they've given Thunder such little TV time that it's almost kind of like why, you know what I mean? Like I feel like that with. I wonder talent as good as both of those two are if they were given TV time to build this matchup, I bet you it would be highly anticipated you know what I mean I, I bet it would be like the match it. say what away. what I wonder if she's injured no in some injured. sort of way she's not no. no I'll tell you right now she's not injured I'm just throwing that out into the wild no it's not the case but I think I'm tired my, of covering for Tony Khan. No. My thing is outside looking in because, you know, I don't watch NJPW and all that. So I don't know a lot of these people. So a lot of these people, I'm like, okay, who is this? And I'm hearing the, the roar from the crowd. So obviously they somebody. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. All right, this is interesting. Now, but like from what y'all just said, what I gathered yesterday, it seemed like a whole different thing. Or from um, Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday. But, um, <laughs> so, like, as soon as he comes out, Mox is like, man, I, I've been searching everywhere to, to, to wrestle you. And I'm like, okay, so why didn't you wrestle him? Well, what was the problem? And... You know, other guy, he ain't really had nothing to say. But he did, he wanted to say something, but Mox just kept going. And I'm like, let me hear from this guy. I want to hear what he has to say. Was he ducking you? Was he running? I don't know. Let me know. I want to know. I was intrigued. But they didn't give it to me. So 
that's what I got from that. I was like, okay, what, what's the story behind this? So hearing what y'all had to say about it, I was more intrigued about what y'all was saying about the damn story than they actually did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about was Jay White and Jay White and Hangman. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I like how he's like, no, dude, no. God is not here. No, I'm not doing this. No. And then when uh, Cole, Adam Cole came out, he got dissed too. I loved it. It was the best. So who, I wonder who you think they're teasing to fight Jay White. Do you think it's Kenny? I think... Or someone else. I mean, Kenny would be a good one, but I just think Kenny's still out. Like, he just went under another surgery, I thought. Like, I think he's out, out. Yeah, he's gone through, like, a bunch of surgeries. Which also could be fucking half kayfabe anyways. They could just be saying that. Because uh, Punk ain't going to come back for that. Oh, he my stubbed his toe. So healed. Yeah, CM Punk stubbed his toe, and now he's out forever. Mm-hmm. He lost his smile. I don't know. Who do you think? Or, I mean, you don't know a lot about NJPW. But I don't. Or, but I guess AEW still is a big roster. Who do you think they're possibly going to give him up to? Well, do you think Wardlow? No. Here's my thing. If you shit on the, the ex-champion and say, you're not worthy. Yeah. And then you shit on... The guy that they trying to coin, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's not worthy. Who the fuck is worthy? Right? MJF. That would be hilarious. Is it? Well, he did say he's calling a shot. If you think about it, if he gets to call a shot, then it's, quote, out of Tony's hands. Mm-hmm. He could theoretically call out MJF and bring it back. Get him, Jeff, back on the show for for something. Mm-hmm. Or the only, obviously, the only other choice is Kenny, which a lot of people really think it's Kenny. Um, but the only other person, you know, there really isn't anybody. They don't have a very. They haven't they... built anybody up enough on that level, and if it's Darby Allen, how fucking boring is that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. They don't have anybody really who's like in a main event kind of position. No, unless you give someone a shot. But who do you give a shot to? Yuda. No, he's already doing something. <laughs> and people and are like, oh my Mero. god, Yuda wins. Da, da, da. I'm like, what about Mero since they like the WWE guys so much? Mm. Maybe. But yeah, he's, no. he's already got a match too because he's doing the, the Mid Atlantic. Championship. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other person I think it'd be kind of awesome, but it ain't gonna happen. Is I would like to see Ricky Starks, but that ain't gonna happen. Uh, that could be, but it wouldn't make sense. No. Yeah. No, but you have two guys who are really good on the mic. See them roasting each other, and it would be just amazing. Do you think it's possible? I just don't see it happening. Because, like, Jay White's going to have to put his belt up, isn't he? Yeah. 
So whoever is going up against him, pretty much you know they're not, they're going to lose. They have to lose, right? Gonna, yeah, yeah, because you know everyone's thinking, unless it's Kenny, and he gets it back. But mm -hmm. I don't know about that. But I don't I don't see Tony wanting Kenny to be doing a bunch of NJPW stuff if he's finally back. You know what I mean? I could yeah. see a world. It would be really peculiar. I could see a world where MJF comes in and wins it and then wrestles exclusively for NJPW for like six months because the story being that Tony Khan doesn't want him there and, you know what I mean, he could be exiled over to NJPW in a sense but really be kind of floating on both. He could show yeah, up and talk style, shit. No, but his style of wrestling does not fit over there. I don't think so, yeah. And his character is not going to get over it won't translate because, yeah it's not gonna translate they're like who's this guy yelling no yeah no i mean the mm, only well, and then i'm just trying to no yeah they can't Wardlow. Wardlow's still way too green no to put him up against the um iwgp heavyweight champion no he's too green that's like throwing jake cargill out there versus becky lynch yeah. Way too green, you know. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying to think of even who's like um, free agents we haven't seen from that could potentially work, but I don't see Tony giving up talent. And I think that, like you said, they either have to come in and lose, and then come into the company representing the company and be a loser for the company right away, or they would win and be an NJPW more than they're an AEW. And who would he want to sign just to give over? You know what I mean? Like. It doesn't make sense because if you wanted to go crazy sign and say, villain, God damn it. Huh? I said, sign the villain, God damn it. But oh, wait a minute. People at NJPW in LA didn't want him there. But yet, TJ Perkins is. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, if you were to do someone like a Cesaro, even, it wouldn't make sense to bring him in and then hand him over. And it wouldn't make sense to bring him in just to have him lose. You know what I mean? Like Jay Lethal would be boring. Been there, done yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, oh, it's else. a weird one. Uh, it's like Shake said though. Uh, Jay White did come out and just shit on all the people that they had in any kind of position mm -hmm. to do it. And so for him to be like, "Oh, it's going to be bigger," it's kind of like, "Well, who the fuck is it going? What are you going to do here?" <laughs> right. Then, I could see MJF coming in to do it, and then having them specifically have somebody cost him the match. Who? I don't know. Someone from Bullet punk? Club? You can still have Punk come out and get him screwed. Wardlow. Adam Cole. Wardlow. <laughs> Adam Cole. Yeah. Everyone hates it's MJF. Could be anybody. Could be Tony Schiavone. No. No. You know who's probably really upset that she's hmm. not in anything is Dr. Britt Baker. Yeah, she needs to go. Yeah. Spinner Fox says, Joe, that's a good point. Samoa Joe, you could, you know, put your ROH champion against the IGPW champion. You could. You could. But I don't think so. It's got to be someone that's going to give that shock value. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, right now, there isn't anybody. Yeah. You can't throw Swerve in there. As much as that would be really cool to see. Mm, that'd be cool. Keith Lee, no, he's too, he gets gassed too too far too quickly for working a Jay White. No way. 
Yeah. No way. Uh, yeah. I know. It, it'll be interesting to see. But I really, my money is on Kenny's coming back. That would be neat. That would be neat. Or, uh, here's a, here's a throw. <coughs> what about Cody? <laughs> yeah, bring Cody back. So. One more round. Mm -hmm. One more match. Yep. Uh, yeah. As far as NXT goes, Shake Shakes, have you been watching any of NXT? No, not really. Yeah, I'll be honest. This the last couple of weeks have been a little bit of like a weird space for it. Like, I feel like they're re-getting their footing. They're giving a lot of time to Roddy, which is a little weird. Roderick Strong. Uh, to be honest, yeah, I felt Roddy like the real highlights... Yeah, the real highlights were Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Uh, Wendy Ooh. Chu got involved, so the women are killing it. The three-on-three uh, the -three match at the end was Toxic Attraction against Roxanne, Cora Jade, and Indy Hartwell. And that was a really cool match, although I think Gigi got hurt in the finish. She um, did. Hmm? She did. Did it come out? Did someone announce that she was injured? Pretty much so. I mean, she got help to the back, and it didn't look good from what people are saying. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, if, if officially anything is done. Yeah. When she got, they, they did, a, like, Cora did the swanton on her and just mm -hmm. gave her all of it. And you could just see Gigi just, oh, and, like, she, like, goes over, she's, like, on her side, and you just hear mm -hmm. her scream. Oh, and like the camera cuts away from her like it was fucking it was gnarly I think she broke a rib or some shit uh, but other than that it was a really good match and she sold it like hell so that works uh, and then I guess the only other thing in the show I mean Wesley versus Zion Quinn was good um, okay. Joe Gacy's tag team came out and they're kind of like two hooded Harlins which is fine uh, Cameron Grimes is going to go up against Braun Breaker coming up they had a promo segment oh. back and forth which was nice so that'll be a good match nice. there brown breaker did a uh, spear on duke hudson that was disgusting it was so good it just like it was so good that it left red marks on duke hudson's abdomen oh my God. from a spear it's like fuck. i love <laughs> brown breaker man he's, he's way he's way beyond nxt right now when is, yeah. Yeah, when is he gonna make that jump when he yeah he make? needs to does. It's yeah. like I, I would like them to have a SummerSlam. Uh, that'd be good. Yeah, or you can put the belt on Cameron Grimes. Because I mean, he's carrying gold. Yeah. I think that run was too short. Yeah. So you think it's coming up? So you think he's about to he's about to make that uh main event? No, I don't think he's not yet. But mm, okay. Brad Breaker, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, Brown Breaker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that Cameron Grimes. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. Hmm. So you think yeah. he's going? He's going up. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be, be surprised because he's so young. I wouldn't be surprised if he left him in NXT for a year. I don't think they need to, but it wouldn't shock me. No. Just to give him that kind of experience, especially because they have all those guys coming That's down, like the Apollo Cruises and Dolph Ziggler's and shit like that. You know, they can still send down people to help him get ready. Down. Ready. What was that shake? I think if you um. If you're trying to uh, build a legend in this kid, I think that SummerSlam is the route to go. Like, you have to make a mark in your first 
Like first yeah. impressions are everything. Exactly. That's true. So if he yeah. comes in a, in a big marquee uh, moment, SummerSlam, and makes yeah. a big old impact, now we're 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 talking about Braun Breaker like like he's the next. So yeah. I think that's the perfect thing in SummerSlam. I think so too. That'd be sick. Uh, we're gonna get Grayson Waller versus Solo Sokoa. They had a little spat backstage, uh, so there's that. But I mean, honestly, outside of that, like. Nothing on here has like been bad. Uh, oh, Giovanni Vinci finally debuted. It's the former Fabian Eichner. His gimmick now is that he just feels no pain and beats the shit out of a dude. So we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> like he's like, here's the deal: I'll beat the shit out of you and sell nothing. And you're all like, yeah, perfect. It's a great character. <laughs> like it's weird, but he's also just so good. So I don't hate seeing him, but it's a little weird. It's a little weird to have somebody who's held the tag title so many times to come out so rebranded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, like there was stuff that happened, Carmelo, D'Angelo, LDF, they're all doing their things, but there's just not all that compelling. Uh, so we could talk a little bit of some One other thing. new stuff on it. Go ahead, Chicken. One thing though. Is they trying to hit like lightning in a bottle again? Cause now they sent, um, Apollo, Nigerian guy, Apollo, yeah, Apollo. back down there. Yeah, I think so. They had a big video package of him, like, and it was weirdly done. It was super cinematic. He like daydreamed about beating up some dude, and then went over there and then beat up that dude. It was just all taking place in a diner. But I agree. I think they are trying to. I think they're trying to do something for him. Try and get him, you know, back on track because it keeps. He's like seems like. He's so good, and he's so start-stop, and his story is so impressive and incredible, and everything is just start-stop, start-stop. Like, yeah, whatever it takes to get him to to, to connect, you know what I mean? Whatever that's going to be, do it. I'm on board for it, but yeah, yeah. it's weird. Uh, something did happen in the news, though, that we didn't talk about NXT-related. Tony Two Dimes, or Two, two Dimes, Two Stacks, Dimes, Two Dimes Stacks, mm -hmm. he's been released. Uh, but he was on the show because they pre-recorded like two weeks. So he's going to be on the show for two weeks and then he's gone. The rumor, because it was said that he uh, he was released for failing to comply to a policy. And then it was, but he'll be welcome to come back to the company in a year. So the belief and rumor is that he's underage, is that he's 17. Oh. Which, if you're lying about your age to get a job, first off, how your HR department doesn't catch it is bizarre. But exactly, and especially with a multi-billion-dollar company. Yeah, real bizarre. Yeah. But also, I would think that I mean, I guess maybe because I'm just a little heavy-handed, but I would feel like that if someone lied about their age to get in, that you'd almost want to be like, "All right, well, I wouldn't say come back next year. I'd say, hey, it's going to be a while, man. I don't know if we can trust you anymore." But wow it's but it's tough to say because it's a kid's dream right you don't want to crush a kid's dream right then and there so congratulations golden state yeah i was just it's flooding my damn phone too congratulations to the well, champs say, i will say this they got what they wanted they wanted that they really wanted a championship in san francisco to kind of get rid of the oakland pass but mm -hmm. i'm like you know what you can move across the bay in some fancy ass arena, but you know what? Your magic years were over in Oakland. 
Mm. And now you have a corporate crowd. So. Mm. And I'm glad I'm not near San Francisco because they're probably going to burn shit down today. So, or maybe That's Oakland will riot because we don't have many votes. So, yeah, but congratulations. Mm. Good, good. I didn't know that they moved from Oakland. I thought they were still. Oh there. hell yeah! That's a big. That's a big deal. Because Oakland got screwed. We lost the Warriors. We lost the Raiders. We're going to lose my a- Oakland A's. Like, no. Oh, wow. Don't, I, no, I can't take another one going to Vegas. But with the Raiders, I have the comfort of every time they move, they come back to Oakland. So, just saying. Hmm. Holding out hope, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but you know, but you'll be back. (laughs) They will. They did it from LA. Came back, but you know, I think yeah. But and I know I'm never one to stand the cut. Thank you, San Jose Sharks. You fucking suck. Uh, Splinter Fox uh, came up with a good idea on someone to face Jay White. He picked a perfect jobber, someone who can definitely lose to him. He said Kyle O'Reilly. You're gonna give. Like a consolation prize to Kyle O'Reilly? Yeah. No, that's I mean, boring. he won that battle royal for no goddamn reason. And he can lose really good. He's been doing it for a long time. Well, I know, but that's <laughs> the thing. Kyle O'Reilly is no. It really lose really good. Actually, wait a minute. <laughs> he's he's I wonder, practiced. I think they've wrestled each other before in ROH when Jay White was um, doing his excursion there. Mm. So I think so. Been there, done that. That's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Anything else? Go ahead. Yeah, I thought this was like a little bit of news. I don't know if it's news or if I, I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong, but am I mistaken? But did Tony say that he thinks he found he's really close to having a streaming service with AEW? He's been teasing it for a while. So it's tough it's to say. AEW Network. No, I think it's more like trying to find a partnership yeah. to host it, like a, like an HBO or now with the Warner Media like, like merger, Peacock like a Discover going, app probably. or some shit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No. They're not going to get Peacock because WWE got that a lot. But... Well, no. I want Peacock to make my amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. I don't know where it would go. He's well, been very, you know, like... You know... You... It could be Amazon. Yeah. Could be Amazon. Could be Amazon. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Why well, should just be Fight TV? It'd be so funny. Everyone oh, gets no. on Fight TV. Yeah, you can um, have some like weird little uh, no good promotion. You know, you can be on Fight TV. Yeah, Hell, if I wanted a backyard federation, I probably can get on Fight TV. Yeah, I can get you on there, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Anything else going on? Shakes, is there anything no. you had questions about? I know you didn't make yesterday, and so I thought some t- you might have a little, a little something. You don't have to come up with something. I just wanted to give you the Yeah, no, but, you know, things happening on Raw, but I can't really pinpoint and think about actually happened but um I, you know i'm just wow, so intrigued Steph Curry with this. again yeah, right. yeah. MVP. chef yep oh. he's a chef man 
But I, I like what they doing with this judgment day thing, though. Yeah. This judgment day thing is, I'm loving it. I just don't. I want to know like what's the, what's the direction? Are they going to stop recruiting now? Are they going to keep on recruiting? Who's the leader? They don't li listen to anybody. So nobody's the leader. Yeah. What's what is going on with them? I don't know. Like I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want them to be kind of like a chaotic I'm... evil. I kind of want them like the. Well, I mean, I guess it's a little on the nose, but I know a lot of people have been comparing them to like the Undertaker and stuff. But I think of like the Brood, just these like creepy weirdo people who just come around and fuck up shit and leave. You know, like I'd be down with that yeah. for a while. Yeah, but I kind of like. And it, this is just me, but you know. This thing you can do so much with it, so I would like like a cult following. Yes. You know, like everybody just it's like you know what? Yeah, I am tired of these goddamn motherfuckers telling me what, what to do. Yeah. And then they join the Judgment Day, and now they just dark and evil. Yeah. You got some of your fan favorites that the people just been rooting for, like yeah, yeah. And then it's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Keep on holding me back. Yeah. Enjoying judgment day. That's what they should do with it. Yeah. Cult following. Yeah. But they should cap it at like five, like five or six. Like don't do too much. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want it to be the yeah, NWO. You can't do the NWO type of thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You can't really remake that. But like, I kind of like on the Ministry of Darkness, right? And then like corporate ministry how they did yeah. all that like and i know it was overload but for me i was i was like go go <laughs> oh, yeah. let's go i love the ministry. that's true corporate ministry was it. pretty big yeah, yeah it was they had everybody they had the rock triple h undertaker yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> everybody boss man yeah everybody man yeah that's everybody. like bullet club now like they've yeah. cut like many people. I'm like, what? Oh, I didn't know you were part of Bullet Club. I know. I, I, yeah. I seen it just like on the AEWs throughout the Bullet Club thing. I'm like, damn, he Bullet Club too. How many people on Bullet Club? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. yeah. And then Adam Cole. Oh, you know, I'm Bullet. You got kicked out of Bullet Club, dude, bro. Yeah. I forgot about. That. I was like, why are you? You know, that's my Bullet Club homie. No, you were kicked out, <laughs> dude. You were kicked out. Yeah, someone kicked you out. I wonder who. Have they ever brought up the fact that they murdered Adam Cole? Has that ever come up? No. So I think that'd be cool if they did it right. If he they was talking should. to one of the Jacksons, because the Jack it was one of the Jacksons that did it, right? Poisoned him. Yeah. It'd be really good if he was just all like, "I they don't." They also killed Rick Knox too. So. Yeah. yeah. But if they did something where, like, the one. Buck is like asking him to do something, and Adam Cole like second guesses it. Like, you see him pick up a drink and kind of like put it back down. Go, I don't know, you know, like just a little well, nod Kenny to was it. Involved too. Kenny was involved too. Yeah, well, so was Cody. I remember out there with Speedo that day. Uh, I remember yeah. X Pac was there, and uh, I think that was the the day Ronda Rousey popped her head in for the drink. Nice. I know that Shayna Baszler definitely was there. She was sitting front row. Right on, right on. 
Well, I don't think I have anything else really to cover, to be honest. You guys didn't really see NXT, and it kind of was what it was this week. There was a couple things I liked, but, you know, overall, it's kind of, uh, I think we're getting somewhere, but it's, I think one of the things that is nice about NXT is you do watch it with the reset expectation of being along for the ride. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see these people grow, and as long as they're getting better, you're doing a thing. And it's almost like you're watching it the way you watch, like, almost like when uh, uh, people talk about, like, oh, this this team is rebuilding. I mean, oh, they're going to be really good in a couple of years. Like, that's what it feels like watching NXT is you see somebody, and you almost start, like, guessing how many years till they really break. And you're like, oh, this person can do it in less than one. Oh, this person's going to need probably three or five years. And, like, it's kind of fun to watch it and almost, like, put your little guesses on it and stuff. And I don't know. It's it's neat to be along for the ride on it. And you go, like, hey, this is what they're doing right now, but I wonder what it's going to look like in a year. Like, I don't know. So in that aspect, it's a lot of fun to watch. But on the same token, since a lot of people trying a lot of things, I feel like there's a lot of times you just kind of go, like, okay, we don't have to redo that one, you know? You know what they did? Go ahead. I was going to say, like, you know how when 2.0 came around, I was, like, not liking it. Not not a fan. Because, you know, black and gold was kind of my dream. But it got to that point where it got really good. And I think that maybe they've gotten complacent and then started that downward. Because the last couple of weeks hasn't been the greatest, you know? Because we were really liking a lot of stuff, you know, and then now it's kind of, so I don't know. Yeah, I do feel like they're trying to re-figure out something. I don't know what it is, though, but yeah. It's too much. That's too much too soon, you know. You know what they've done with with Wendy that is bothering me at this point? hmm. All of her pranks fail. But everyone sells the pranks like they are successes because they're supposed to be successes. Like this week she came out with a cup and threw confetti into Tiffany's face. But it was like a foot short of her face. And so Tiffany's like trying to scoop it up out of the air and put it on her and go, oh, you got it all over me. And it's like between that, the ball bag not emptying out on top of Toxic Attraction, the net falling off of them immediately, the silly string hit. A little bit. The squirt gun was like oversold. Like she's, she's like a pest. But they need to do something to make the pranks work better each time. Cause like every time she does a thing and you go like, ah, it missed, and they're like, but they're acting like it didn't, and you're like, well, I just wish it didn't miss. Is all. Just what do we got to do? Like, like it's not even a problem with the character. It's a problem with that the specific prank execution has been dropping. You know. Well, that could like, be a props thing. Could it's be a props a thing. thing. Yeah. You would think a multi-billion dollar company would have, a, you know, a little bit of extra cheddar to uh, throw uh, some propage. But then again, they don't really do tables. They don't like to use the tables. No. Yeah. Let's go back to hell with that. Yeah. Well. Okay. All right. Anything else? Anybody? Yeah, I got one more thing, right? What's up? It don't have nothing to do with wrestling, but I got to address this. All right. Right? I find it very, very disrespectful when you put Tatum's name with Kobe Bryant. Mm. 
you cannot do it it is a crime and if you do do it I need you to go get checked out and evaluated Who? immediately Jason Tatum oh. is no Kobe Bryant not close and I had a lot of arguments on my show with one of my co-hosts about it, he dormant. he's a top five guy in the league. No, he's not. Okay? No, he is not. And it proved it. Once again, I get to say I was right. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. He's no Kobe Bryant. So you people that wants to compare this kid to him needs to stop. Okay? You know, you know how I Y'all know he's no Kobe Bryant? That's how I know he's not a Kobe Bryant. I heard of Kobe Bryant when he was in high school. I haven't heard of the other guy you mentioned. Mm. There you go, Marsh. Boom. That's why I asked you because I was like, I don't know the name. I feel like I would have known the name. Boom. You know? Yeah. So all this rah-rah and, and people get caught up in the moment. Let's just hold and, and hold the pause. I mean, just yeah. pause. Just you can pause. still be the best today and not be the greatest of all time. Yeah, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to sit <laughs> there and compare LeBron. him to that? Like, come yeah. on, man. Come on. Yeah. It's disrespectful. And yeah. I need y'all to stop. Yeah. Mambo's something else. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. like the guy. I mean, he was something else. I didn't, I didn't either. But you got to respect well, the one I can't. Yeah. Exactly. The one I can't stand is LeBron. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another, that's but another yeah. conversation for another as, day. As not as not a basketball fan, there's a couple players you just can't help but hear about and know about, and like Steph Curry's one of them. But Kobe, I heard about him his entire career nonstop. To hear this other guy's the top five, I've never heard of him. Just lets me know he's not so great that people who aren't watching are talking about it too. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I've been to places just to see Steph Curry play because. I was told by enough people I had to go see him play. You know what I mean? Like, Magical, same with Kobe. When he's on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right on that one, Shakes. Yeah. Guys, I think we're going to hope for a better week, at least a yeah. strong finish of the week with a lot less controversies. <laughs> Hopefully no one gets injured this week. It's been, it's been a hell rough. of a ride. <laughs> rough. Yeah. Very yeah. rough. Uh, yeah, you guys got to follow our TikTok. We have a TikTok now. Oh, really? uh, producer lady's very excited. She's learning TikTok. So you got to go to WOTR episode one on TikTok. It's pretty dumb. It's pretty much the best. <laughs> it's okay. pretty good stuff. God, you find... making me have to subscribe to TikTok now. Great. Thanks, producer lady. You Great. could just submit TikToks and we'll put it on ours. You don't have to get your own. No, I should get my own. All right. Just tag us yeah. in it. <laughs> I got one that will use it. But I will now produce a lady. Yeah. Yeah, she's very excited about it. I still need to put the link up on our uh, on our website and stuff. Our website is restingontherocks.com uh, where you can go to the shop and buy your drinking buddy sh- t-shirts and pints and wine tumblers. We got stickers, tote bags, sweaters. We got it all. Uh, but... Shakes, tell people where they can find out about you and hear hear uh, your coming up week where you get to uh, 
go back with your newfound ammunition on how you can definitively prove that Kobe Bryant is in a different conversation altogether. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to talk about to those guys. But, um, <laughs> man, you can uh, catch us on the Shakedown uh, Sports Podcast on YouTube. That's YouTube backslash, well, YouTube.com, of course, backslash the Shakedown Sports Podcast and the ShakedownSportsPodcast.com. Check us out, our articles, all the stuff. We do all sports, not just New York football giants. We cover them all. So um, tomorrow we got the uh, NFC West roundtable going down. Um, supposed to do it tonight, but things ain't happening the way it's supposed to. But, hey, I was here, so that's how God was meant to do it. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it was supposed to be, man. So thank you all again. Thank you, Marsh. And uh, thank you, lovely Amanda and producer lady. Yep, yep. Amanda, anything you want to shout out? Um, <clears throat> thank you again, listeners, for coming and let us put, you know, like fill your ears with our wonderful takes because, you know what, we've got some good ones, some not so good sometimes, but yeah, thank you. And if you really want to see <clears throat> my hatred of Ocean Spray, they posted this match, the one where I get in his face, behind me on YouTube. You just have to look for West Coast Pro. And, no. yep. You can see West it, and it's Coast gory. Pro. Yeah, West Coast Pro. And then also, just another plug for West Coast Pro. Um, we're doing it. They're doing a two-night. The West Coast Cup um, is coming. If you are, like, anywhere near the vicinity, there's going to be some great people already who is wrestling is Lee Moriarty. In the chat, we have uh, Thunder Rosa saying, have a good night. Uh, Cheers to the champ. Uh, Rushed as it may be, thank you for getting us Thunder vs. Tony, and I I hope you retain, uh, if if I'm being honest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, you never know who's going to come through and have a drink with us, guys. Uh, you never know who's gonna who's who's lurking. That's why we always say, just be nice. You can be as critical as you want. You can still be nice. <laughs> uh, but well, I don't like yeah. you, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, so I, think the McIntyre. World, right. I think the wrestling world really knows I can't stand Will Ospreay. So, yeah, there's you know. no way that they would yeah, believe yeah, you if yeah, you're yeah. being nice. Hey, about Will Ospreay. I met you, and I know. So. Yeah, if you oh, yeah, they would think you're disingenuous like, if you're being nice about it. With yeah. that, though, guys, yeah. we'll go ahead and we'll see you next week right here in the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. Guys, that's the last call. Cheers. Cheers. Please continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with rest on the rocks.